Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Enterprising Families and on this episode of Enterprising Families I have a good friend of mine Svetlana Galeva and she's here to talk to me about family office and ESG and what is the link. So we have had so many interesting conversations around the importance of ESG and how it's become such a buzzword but we do not have action points points that we can go to and actually action. So we're going to be having a discussion on how family office and ESG are linked and how we can be more conscious even in the small spaces or the big spaces that we're in. So welcome Svetlana. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm excited to take part in this. It's a topic that, as you know, I I absolutely am very passionate about. Yes. So I'm just going to ask you to introduce yourself to my audience before we jump into our discussion today. Sure. Um, So I work for a firm called SPG and Partners, which is um, a London-based advisory firm. And we cater to both uh, uh, international private clients, but also um, some major corporate um, groups. And we basically advocate for the implementation of uh, corporate ambitions, which deliver you know, multiple sources of value, not just to the immediate stakeholders, but also uh, support the ecosystem uh, within which they within which they operate. You know, as I've um, had some talks with you, you know that I, I believe that it's business's responsibility to uh, to support a thriving society. So we 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 use um, and we incorporate those those values whenever we uh, we work with with different clients. Um, we currently work in tandem with the UN um, SDG initiatives, um, and we are very passionate about undertaking projects that are impactful on a, on a large scale. And uh, me personally, I started my career um, in London in the international wealth planning um, space, and I specialize in, in trust and um, corporate law. So it's, um, as I said, I, I, I'm, I'm passionate about these things because I, I, I do believe that they are going to support the, the future and make the future for, uh, for many generations to come. Absolutely. And I think as you're speaking, I'm just thinking, um, when we think ESG and we think of the UN development goals and so forth, I think to a lot of people, they're just words that are being thrown around and we're not really seeing it come alive. And I think that's, that's where the major problem is because for the longest time, the human race has been probably, it's, we've been on this earth a lot shorter time than other species, mm-hmm. but we have managed to in this um, thought process uh, and need to want to develop, to do better, to have more, Um, we've run down our home and we have been unfair to each other. We have been unfair to the environment. And so we've actually had to sit down and um, give ourselves a talking to and say, right, guys, um, these are the areas that we have failed. 
and mm-hmm. uh, in failing in these areas, we are going to we're facing a future which is very different from our current existence, and that future does not look like um, it is promising if we do not act on these things. Mm-hmm. And I think before we started recording, um, we were discussing about why is it that we're not seeing action or more action and more urgent action towards ESG? Mm-hmm. Well, to be, to be quite frank, I actually think that there is plenty of conversation and plenty of discussions being done at, at the levels where these conversations should be happening, you know, um, on a, a very, you know, on government level and uh, on a political stage as well. These, these are, you know, the conversation about um, ESG or impact or, or sustainability. These are topics which we cannot avoid. They are being, they are being held. And there's plenty of, let's say, activism that is, um, that is, and lobbying that is um, taking place. I think um, what you what you said is is correct in some respects just because we still don't see a difference and um, we still don't see an actual let's say uh, practical next steps you know how, how do we follow up on this conversation there is very you know loud um, loud noises that are being made but then we don't actually see um, the change we don't see something that is being translated into our into our everyday life and I think that is simply because sometimes when when there is a change uh, or there is a push for a change it just takes time to see the shift but I think uh, businesses and um, politicians from the old you know I'm just going to put that in, in in on one side they do see that there is no way and nowhere to um, to 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 run from this or to avoid it. It is it is happening. I.e., there is way too much of a, um, a let's say distaste in in people globally in ruining our home, as you as as you put it. So I think that it is um, it is going to happen. It is unavoidable, and uh, it can't let's say be be pushed to one side simply because I think consumers also nowadays because we're all consumers of something uh, they are realizing let's say the impact that um, and the role that they play by supporting businesses which don't necessarily stand for um, you know taking care of our planet or taking care of of our ecosystems and uh, a lot of the times the way that you know, new players enter the 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 market is through um, positioning themselves as you know an ethical company or an ethical brand and and all of those things. And we have you know so much more um, access to information now than 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 ever before. the The problem arises when we take things at face value and we take things um, without actually you know, doing our homework. And I, that's what I encourage, you know, everybody to do and to, to think for themselves because, um, you know, we should always remember that if, if we don't pay for a business, so if we don't support a business or we don't buy from a, from a specific business, you know, their, their um, let's say, um, entire existence, you know, 
it just it shatters and uh, we do need to remember that sometimes we feel smaller than bigger enterprises but the very reason they exist is us so you know every every person you know matters in in this in in this equation equation which i think is actually you know the irony and, and the beauty of it so i would be a, a bit more let's say you know positive and um, I would just add that maybe what would help is rather than measuring, you know, um, let's say the, the damage that we do, let's start also measuring the, the, the positive impact that we can make or, you know, let's collect data, which is actually, um, you know, a bit more just brighter and, and positive, still real, but let's say, you know, um, we managed to save X amounts of, um, you know, uh, land by doing this rather than doing that. Or let's, you know, talk about things in a much more, um, just because I would hate for, you know, our children to be growing up in a, in, in a, uh, with a backdrop of, you know, human beings are awful or we ruin, we, 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 we do those things. We are, we do act very, let's say, we're very ungrateful to you know to our home uh but i still think that um we can with a with a positive attitude just be much more sort of uh i know show it show a desire to to protect it because i think just from a psychological point of view if you constantly say well you know we we're destroyers we ruin things we don't believe in things we 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 damage we burn we and that already um just psychologically puts you in a mindset of then what's the point of trying why bother you know uh, human beings are like this and i'm i'm a human being so therefore i'm no different to that mm -hmm. but if you if you approach it from a positive attitude with with a positive mindset i think it just slightly shifts your your direction and you you actually want to do well you know, when, when you're in school and you're being told, well done, you know, you're, you're really trying, you're doing, you're doing the best that you can. You want to continue, continue doing the best that you can. But if you're being told constantly the opposite, well, you know, you can't do this and you should be doing better, but you're not doing better. And it is just a very um, simple tweak, but I think it can have a massive, you know, massive difference. Mm, absolutely. And I think um, what you're saying there is very powerful in that, we are consistently being bombarded with negative speech about how much we've caused destruction, which is, which is true, like you said, we have um, pretty much um, thrown all our toys out the cart at some point, and, um, but we're in the process of picking them back up and tidying up. And um, it, it would probably be more encouraging if we saw more figures and more statistics showing us how we are creating a positive change. Mm -hmm. And I think it would encourage more people to then move towards that positive change. Like you said, when you start seeing companies that are saying that they're doing, um, they're, they're producing ethically and they're using more, less harmful products in production and things like that, and we start buying from them and it's trending. People want to buy from companies like that. People want to align with companies like that. It's simply because 
when they go onto their websites and when they sell when they sell their marketing, they're not talking about the damage that's being done. They're talking about the positive things that they are doing and that we can do by participating. Which brings me to um, the the conversation. Can I, add, can I just add something yeah. before, before sure. we move on? What you said, you know, um, human beings are destroyed. Look, they are, but also I feel like we, the entire planet is paying for the mistakes of, of a few bad eggs because let's sort of think about, you know, the, the companies that have truly benefited from, you know, globalization or, you know, the capitalist way of doing things. And um, even though these things have truly, you know, these movements have truly helped a number of, um, you know, countries globally or in a number of sectors of society, um, it's still not, let's say, the MO of, of every single country on, on the globe. Does it make sense? So it's not, it's not fair that we should, you know, every single human being should be blamed for the, let's say, the trends set by, by a few. Um, because, you know, I don't believe that everybody on this planet is destructive or what, what we have, let's say, what we should be maybe blamed for is sleepwalking into a problem. Mm. Uh, without actually, let's say, questioning the validity of, of the arguments that support such, such movements. Because some businesses have been truly able to expand and to expand to, to, to heights that we, you know, it are unimaginable and uh, uh, have you know made or created value in in the trillions of dollars. But um, again, they're very few. It's not it's not widespread. And um, I think that as you as you as you also you know um, uh, supported my argument. If we look at the the positive data and the the data that supports, let's say. Um, or counters negative um, negative news, we would just have a completely different approach because nobody likes to fight a battle that you know they think they're gonna lose. You know nobody. So if if we're constantly told you know of the of the damages, we we just we don't have any desire or any let's say willpower or hope. Uh, you know take hope away from the equation. Nobody wants to to fight for something which. Uh, is doomed and is going to be lost. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I think you know there there are a number of, let's say, um, intricacies that that are part of part of our argument for ESG and for sustainability. Hmm. And then the yeah, I, I think just quoting from what you're saying as part of the argument, should it be an argument at all, or should it be something that we should all advocate for even in our small in our small way because not everyone can do it on a huge impactful um way but then yeah. there is everybody can contribute if you are a, a consumer you can choose goods that are manufactured in um a, a, a way that's sustainable if you are also um, a manufacturer you can choose to create goods in a way that creates jobs that creates um, a change of living that creates um, less pollution i mean to a certain extent i think also um, education 
is very important in this space because as much as we have facts and saying that this, this was done or this causes this much damage, do people understand what an ecosystem actually looks like? Because I know um, a few days ago, I saw this um, documentary that was on Netflix and it was talking about the impact of, um, I think it's, is it fishing or pollution um, in the oceans of the earth? And I remember saying to my husband uh, and I was saying, you know what, the funny thing is I live in a landlocked country. So when I think of the sea, it doesn't really feel like it impacts me. It doesn't really feel like it affects me in any way. But the truth is when you watch such documentaries or when you spend some time understanding ecosystems, you realize that as much as I live in a landlocked country, the ocean itself is very critical to my life and my existence. And it would be important for me to know how it is critical in that way. And so it's probably critical and important for more educational pieces, more uh, conversations like this to reach people and to be put in context that they can relate to. I think you you you're completely right with saying that sometimes you know people when when we use words like ecosystem some people can't really let's say contextualize or can't really um let's say understand from 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 their viewpoint and I think Netflix actually has been brilliant with such documentaries um like the one that you're referring to because I watched it um, myself as well mm-hmm. um the I mean, they have become quite political with our with our messaging and with their with their content and you know what what they what they put on on the Netflix platform. But nevertheless, I think it's quite um, uh, it's very thought provoking and it's it's brilliant. Again, it has the negative narrative, which you know I really want us to to move away from. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I think they do things for for the shock factor rather than you know, actually showing what can be done or, mm-hmm. or what, what should be done. Because, you know, I've spoken at other conferences sometimes, you know, about the same topic, sometimes just, you know, focusing on the, the family office um, investment angle. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to leave, let's say, my audience with more questions than, than, than they went when they arrived, Mm -hmm. you know, I want them to take away something that, you know, okay, how, how, how do we use this? Or what's our next step? Like you were saying to me Mm -hmm. um, earlier today when we were speaking. So I think that those, those um, uh, documentaries are brilliant for highlighting um, a problem but I just don't want us to feel as if like there's nothing to be done because there's plenty to be done. I mean, we as human beings and, and as a as a consumer because that's how we're being treated you know our data currently is being collected in a way to profile us as a consumer to profile us as you know in terms of our likes our dislikes what are we willing to buy what are we not willing to buy what are we willing to support what are we, you know and everything is to do with how can industries sell to us so I think that when you say, oh, can we do a little bit on, a, on and can, can, uh, can conversations be had even if they're not being had on, a, on, a, uh, on the global sort of political stage? Of course, 
that's where it starts it starts with with you as an individual me as an individual then mm-hmm. our communities our ecosystems okay in inverted mm-hmm. commas and that's what then gets translated back into industry mm-hmm. and i think um it's not about let's say boycotting things it's simply um a question of you know tweaking our habits we don't need that much we don't need to have all of the 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 products that we have we don't need to have you know, or to consume as much as we consume we truly don't just simply don't need to be doing that mm-hmm. i mean every year um i i i've mentioned these things to you before but every year um in in our religion and um for christian orthodox we fast for 49 days before Easter and that fast you know Lent basically we we give up everything that's that derives from from an animal so um it's you know it takes a minute to adjust and to adapt you know when, uh-huh. when, for example you have complete freedom up until that time to eat whatever it is that you want to eat but in those 40 days it's you know it's all about um giving up things which you know are, are not necessarily you know great great for you or even you know great for, for your for your spiritual being if I if I may put it that way now you don't need to do anything extreme but I can safely say to you I used to panic whenever you know the the Lent would come but and the fast would come but now you just see that actually you don't need that much you don't need to be you know let's say eating as much as we eat I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not advocating for anybody to, to do anything specific but just think about it Think about it and come to your own, you know, conclusions and come to your own, you know, think about all the people that live on a very, let's say, um, basic salary. Mm-hmm. And they live from the day that they get paid in month one, they live without money to the day that they get paid in month two. Does it mm-hmm. make sense? They, yeah. There's no, there's no, um, now if you, if you tell me that this is what, you know, let's say globalization means, and, you know, at least they're making money, but are they making money? Because what can they say for themselves at the end of this career, you know, when they retire, what, what, what do they have left? And actually what you, what we do see is, you know, I don't, I don't want to say sort of, I don't want to use big, big words or sort of like sound dramatic, but I just believe that fundamentally, we've created systems where we can't really choose much for ourselves. It's being, being chosen for us. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. And just because of the way that, um, you know, things are being set up already, you know, you, you kind of, you're being um, almost brainwashed with brands who say no we 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 believe in everything that you believe and we stand for everything that you stand for the planet the world the earth yes we we believe in those things too then you just scratch the surface a tiny little bit and you see that actually that's not the case and um i'm sort of i know i said that we should be more positive and i we should be more positive but we also should be you know realistic with um with ourselves and and the industries that we support. So when you say can can we have an impact on a very small little, you know, absolutely, you know, you, you don't need to go to 
let's say the UN uh, or or whatever it is that you think things happen mm -hmm. because you know we, we talked about Greta Thunberg earlier and and um, you know we, we both made um, comments about her approach well if we if we're going to be real about it everybody remembered her speech everybody was sharing and forwarding her speech whenever she made it you know three years ago whenever it was and you know her her crying was very powerful but then again what did she actually how has her crying on that stage translated into to my life practically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nothing nothing has changed she has mm -hmm. had no impact whatsoever and you know it's it's great when things like that are being conversations like that are being um held or celebrated or applauded but the translation on onto practical terms you know it seems to me that she has been used for you know political agenda and nothing else yep yeah you know, because sometimes you have to remember that all the money in the world all the money in the world that we have right now mm -hmm. you're telling me we can't solve this these problems or you're telling me that we can't you know, help starving children around the world, whether in Africa or in India or, or in Asia, we can't solve it. Bollocks, we can't solve it. Of course we solve it. Mm -hmm. But if we do, what happens then? If you, if you get rid of a problem, what happens? What, how there's so much, there's so much, um, uh, there's so many businesses in such a large part of industry mm -hmm. which strives on the back of these problems. Yeah. exists for the very reason why because of those problems so mm -hmm. we do have to be as i said realistic because you take away something it it sort of it disrupts something else. um you know we all we all assume that if we let's say give to charity and we support charities and we and we 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 were very philanthropic mm -hmm. that solves an issue no it it simply doesn't it, it's it's uh it's like a black hole that can never be, never be filled. Mm. It's mm. inexhaustible. So mm. I believe that what should be happening is, as you said, the conversations on, on a, uh, on an individual level and then the, on a community level. But then we should remember why businesses exist in the first place. You know, what what is the the role of business? And I truly believe and nobody can change my mind on this that business exists to support the community mm -hmm. to support society and to mm -hmm. support our uh very globalized world that's mm -hmm. that's that's what that's what it's there to do and i truly and and um uh truly think that the role of empathize is there to you know, to support a thriving society and to ensure a thriving society. And, you know. Mm. And you know what? Um, done. I resonate with a lot of things that you're saying. And um, just to take it to um, the article that, that you wrote that you shared with me um, about um, the work that's going on in, um, in, in the Middle East as well as, um, as the Bahamas. And, and I think at the end of the article, um, you wrote um, the private sector is about to do a lot more than philanthropy. Yeah. 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 And um, I think looking at ESG and um, 
the the size of the impact that needs to be made it's it it will become and it is integral for the private sector to start um making it not just um you know when they say um we are doing philanthropy or social responsibility or ESG as a buzzword, but actually make it come alive through the practices. Because when you start something with the intention of making it impactful, it has no other way but to be impactful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you. And actually, um, one thing which, which I've discussed with you know, a number of our clients and our partners and, you know, with, you know, people that we, that we work with, it's not about, um, you know, making a lot of money and then deciding that, or thinking that when, I'll be philanthropic and I'll be charitable when I make money, you know, when I have mm -hmm. money and everything. Mm -hmm. about money. There's so many problems that money cannot solve. There's so many problems that money cannot be be used to um, to make the situation any better, mm -hmm. and I think um, it's completely the the let's say it's just simply the wrong way to think. Because okay, are you going to tell me that you're going to work extremely hard to make your millions or billions and whatever, and then you're going to sit in your ivory tower and you're just going to throw that money away without without you wanting any return on it how that that's completely counterintuitive to any and every investor that i've ever known or ever worked with nobody mm -hmm. nobody nobody wants to work their their butts off for for the money and when they know it doesn't come easy and then simply throw it away um you know for for what they consider to be charitable because the way we we think about charity nowadays mm -hmm. is we think that oh no no this is this is money that i'm giving away and i'm never going to see back you know i'm not going to really like see the see 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 a return on my investment mm -hmm. and it just simply shouldn't be that way if you if you know if we remember that businesses are there to not only be the cash cow for everything that 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 you do but to also support such initiatives it's way more, you see the difference and you see the impact and you see the consequences of your investment way sooner and it's way more rewarding. So you do mm -hmm. more of it, you know, so you support more. So you, so you come up with other initiatives. And honestly, I've always, my granddad always used to tell me the simplest answer is usually the right answer. Absolutely. And, and it's not, again, these, these are things that let's say he, he um uh he he realized in his in his life through through experience so that's why he was saying these things to me not because you know it's it's something that he he just like uh i don't know thought sounds cool or sounds interesting mm -hmm. no it's actually you know it's it's the very reality it's the way that we it's the way that we've been created and everything is usually very simple to solve when we look at the basics of the problem you know let's let's boil things down to their to their essence so the reason why i said you know we're business is about to do a lot more than philanthropy is because if we are in an industry such as you know esg which has been valued at however many trillions it's been valued at mm -hmm. it means that there is plenty of room for us to be impactful 
And we don't need to do these um, things or support these initiatives by simply throwing money away. Mm -hmm. It can be done in a very, very, um, uh, let's say in a manner which has longevity, which has future, which is not going to exhaust itself. It's not gonna, it's not gonna have a burnout. Uh, you know, it, it's basically what we, we want to see is a regenerative economy. It's an economy that, that sim pays for itself and support itself. And that's very simple to do. It's Absolutely. very, very, very simple to do. So that's Absolutely. why, you know, that's why I said, you know, we should be, we should be positive just because I, I think that it's, uh, it's simple to implement. Absolutely. Well, Svetlana, thank you so much for having this conversation with me on Enterprising Families. I love every conversation we have because I think we unpack so many interesting conversations, topics, and thoughts that um, would always be valid because I think being the next gen and being or, or the current gen as we may have it because we're already taking over leadership in so many spaces, it's important to be creating awareness and having these discussions. Is there any final parting words you would like to share with um, the listeners today in, in getting them to think more positively and act more positively in a way that is actionable and um, we can become responsible for and um, um, we can account for as we are looking at um, creating, or what can I say, revamping our home? <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to say thank you to you for inviting me, and thank you to um, you know to everyone who's 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 listening. And you know, I I do hope that you know they can take something away. But in terms of you know any advice, I would just say that there's plenty of data online and plenty you know both academic material and and journalistic material to to um, show and to describe. Let's say the the um the power that we have when communities sort of like come together and and unite and there is a number of i would say even ted talks um that i've listened to about um let's say um a sustainability movements from people who you know they're not they're not uh, the amazon or apple or any of that of the world but they have um, a very, let's say, eager and hopeful approach to, um, to, to, to solving, you know, the problems, as you're saying, like revamping, revamping or renovating our, our home. And I would just say that, you know, to, to anyone who, who's listening, you know, maybe observe your habits, you know, observe how you, how you buy what you buy at the supermarket or, you know, the, the products that you have in your home or, you know, where you can actually even make savings by, by tweaking your, um, you know, tweaking your habits. And also, you know, read about or, or think about the, the way that we can best match or bridge uh, private money, private capital with, um, projects or initiatives which are um, impactful on a, on a large scale, you know, whether it's infrastructure projects or whether it's, um, uh, you know, water um, initiatives or water wastage initiatives, things like that, which can be, you know, very much 
um, I would say they, they will have a trickle down effect immediately. You know, they're not about enriching the, the shareholder or stakeholder. Mm -hmm. They're actually about supporting um, the community. And we all understand those things. I mean, I know at the beginning you said, you know, talking about ecosystems or the oceans or things like that. Well, we, we understand community. And if we think about an ecosystem like our community, then, then you know, enough said, we can, we can understand that. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you once again. <laughs> Thank you too. Thank you for having me and, uh, and yeah.